Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of the Supercoach Professionals Podcast. I am Pauly G. Paul Grzadka with you as always, Peter Hanscom, back in the hot seat tonight. How are you, Pete? Oh, pretty good, thanks, Paul. How are you? Yeah, doing pretty well, battling a bit of a cold, but uh, um, fighting through it for tonight. Um, that will probably means that we'll be getting straight to the point. <laughs> um, I've, I've got to, in doing that, I've got to get to the injuries now. Probably the only massive one off the shortened round from last week is uh, Dallin Watani Zelezniak, another blow for Penrith, obviously, um, with their injury toll massive. And he suffered a hamstring tear uh, last Friday night. Um, they're saying out for at least three weeks. Um, they didn't have the grade there. I talked to Pat uh, earlier today. He's saying um, it's probably a grade two if they're saying three weeks. So he's saying yeah, three to four is about right. Um, also, the Raiders a double injury blow. Brad Abbey um, not named this week because um, he suffered a concussion and Shannon Boyd to miss two to three weeks after failing to complete um, last week's match uh, with a calf injury. Um, and that's all thanks to Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Of course, go to our website because you can visit Pat for 20% off uh, your first visit. So click on the link there, www.supercoachpros.com. Not just sporting injuries, back and neck is his specialties. We highly recommend Pat here and again giving us um, some good advice even when be quiet on the injury front but that's always a good thing when you're a super coach owner especially this year it's been a really tough one. Um, for a lot of us let's look at the best for round 17 and despite it being only a uh, a half a round, essentially, some massive scores piling up. Obviously, when a game is, you know, what is it, 52 to 30, um, that's something that's going to happen. But not only that game, but the Bulldogs-Raiders game as well. That headed the charts with Reese Martin just going ballistic. We've been um, saying we know what he can do, um, just not getting a lot of opportunity there for the Bulldogs. But he is now and making hay with the sun shining. 153 for him. Jared Croker, 138. He's a guy that we know whenever the Raiders win and put up points as the goal kicker, he's going to do very well super coach wise and he did on this occasion. Jerome Luai, Pete, what an outstanding performance. We knew that he came in very heralded from um, playing, I guess, in junior footy and, and, and whatnot over the years in under 20s as well, um, but that was quite incredible against a Warriors team that pretty much didn't show up. Absolutely. He, um, he came through the junior system about the same time as Nathan Cleary and um, Gus Gould was saying that, that in fact, Luai was actually in front of Cleary at one stage, um, and Cleary's probably maybe just put his head down a little bit more the last couple of years, and this young fellow's bided his time, and he was just sensational. Like that short grubber for, for the first try for Tyrone Phillips, um, he, like he'd, he'd messed up a, a kick, made it slightly too big, uh, I think the previous set of six, and he, he got another opportunity. It didn't didn't phase him at all. It was a great short kick and great speed and excellent footwork. It's always great to see a little bloke running at the line. And, and it's been compared to you and McGrady. Yeah, I can see that. I'm old enough to remember you and McGrady very well. Uh, former Rothlands middle winner. Uh, That's right. You know, from uh, Maury, I think he was played for Canterbury. Um, he 
yeah, it's similar sort of player. That's a that's a pretty good uh, pretty good analogy there. I think. Um, and tell you what, though, if this kid um, stays on the field and, and fit, mm. like Penrith, have got some great options. Great goal kicker too. We'll get the team changes shortly, but with DWZ out, I'm wondering if they would consider putting him back to fullback. At the moment, it's Caleb Aitken's name there because they haven't named their origin players in the starting side anyway, and we'll get to that shortly. But that, you know, is going to be an interesting one going forward if you picked him up for this bye week, as I know we had a few questions about him over the last couple of weeks as well. Jerome Hughes, another guy you might have picked up for the bye week. Um, I know that in, in our tweets, we... You know, once we heard he was playing fullback, we were all sort of all all over that like a cheap suit. And um, if you put him in your your team due to that, you'd be very happy. Basically, four Melbourne Storm players, all of them you could have VC'd and used that loophole really well. Hughes 120, Croft 111, Jacks 109, and of course Cameron Smith 104. And probably personally overthinking it a little bit with Cam Smith, the Dragons are very tough against uh, dummy halves. So I was a bit nervous about making Smith VC and to my chagrin as he posted that huge score. But we must remember St George missing in there pretty much their entire pack So um, due to origin. So that probably is why that on this occasion the predictor not bearing out. But most times it does. Um, certainly did for Ville Kickow, 101 for him a big day um, as we predicted um, and also some more guys in there, Ryan Hoffman, Chase Bear, Joe Offhand Goway, big game for him, and Nelson Asofa Solomona, who we mentioned on the show uh, last week coming through for all of us that, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess got on board with that one. Let's look at those team changes now that we just talked about a little bit earlier. Caleb Aikens in for Wateni Zlesniak. No Peachy Maloney or Cleary, but they are reserves, so there is still that possibility Luai moves to fullback or to the bench um, if Maloney and Cleary end up playing there. Um, Cronulla, well, Wade Graham returns um, for Scott Sorensen in that game. Um, looking at some of the other changes over the round, Nick Meaney is in for the injured Kalen Ponga with Mitchell Pearce also back, but no Lachlan Fitzgibbon. It's Aiden Guerra who's going to play in the second row with Daniel Saifiti back. Um, we mentioned Jerome Hughes there. Well, he has been named at halfback. That's an interesting one we'll talk about uh, a bit later in the show with the tweets section. Jackson Croft are as reserves, though, so things could be adjusted still there. Um, Melbourne have named all their origin players um, to start, uh, except for Glasby, who's going to come off the bench. Um, Brad Abbey out and Shannon Boyd, as we said, for the Raiders. Nick Kotrick is going to play fullback. He had a little bit of time there, I think, against the Bulldogs at the start of the year um, when they played that game. I think the first time they played each other in down in Canberra. Looked pretty damn good at there. So um, keeping on that. Jordan Rapana's back on the wing as well. If you held him, uh, he's come back sooner than expected. Um, he's also going to be an interesting PAD for the run home. Certainly a watch list candidate for now. Um, and Junior Paulo and Josh Papali also are back, as is Luke Bateman. Severely, severely moving to the bench. Tavita Pengai, um, Contoni Staggs and Joe Afunagawe have all been dropped to the interchange with Brisbane, naming their origin players. A bit of a blow if you own those guys. Uh, the Warriors, uh, Kemba Marlowe's out, so Jared Beal comes in for him. The Dragons have returned Jason Nightingale to the starting lineup. So Kurt Mann, who's been a pretty good performer for you at a good price, um, back to the bench, which is a shame. Um, so he'll probably only get the 10, 15 minutes now. Pretty much going to have to move on from him immediately. All the other origin players named for St. George, Illawarra. Um, no for Luma, 
Um, Benji Marshall, Ben Madalino all back for the Tigers. They don't have Josh Reynolds, however. And Dale Copley's out for the Titans for the season. We probably should have just touched on that in the injury report, but um, he's gone for the year. So Conrad Hurrell is in the centres. Joe Arrow and Jared Wallace both named. So Hipgrave will move back to the second row. So if you do own him, you still get something out of that. But he didn't last week because he had a HIA. So it didn't help you if you had him as by cover like I did. Um, Waria Hargraves, um, Joseph Manu, uh, Latrell Mitchell and James Tedesco all named for the Roosters, but not Boyd Cordner. Ryan Madison is on an extended reserves. Um, the predicted best for this round, Luai, as long as he does get the go-ahead against the Sharks after what he did last week, along with Ville Kikau, a right up there. James Tedesco, um, the Titans. Pete, we've seen some fullbacks put big scores um, on them. They are very weak around the ruck, so Tedesco might be one if you got rid of him over the origin period to pick straight back up again this round. Absolutely. The other concern is there you touched on with Dale Copley being out as a Conrad Hurrell um, starting in the centres. He's a big unit and on his day can be very good, but I remember the game against the Dragons early in the year where they just absolutely just, he was a turnstile. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and that can happen, so yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, Tedesco scores big time this weekend. Josh Hudson's done very well for the Raiders since coming back from injury with um, the Cowboys, giving up plenty of points to hookers. And Damien Cook's gone large on them twice this season. Um, Alex Johnston's right up there against the Bulldogs. Obviously, the right side defence could be exploited by South's very keen left side. Uh, Connor Watson against the Eels, uh, certainly with Mitchell Pearce back as well. That will help. Cameron Smith against um, Manly. Um, Isaac Liu um, for the Roosters and Gareth Whittup for the Dragons against the Tigers. All big names there. Of course, if you go to our app, um, that's when you're going to get all the information you need for the predicted best. They've got the price rises and drops. Um, Two-round price rises, which really helps you, and if you're a Moneyball player, all of that as well. We highly recommend it. I know it's getting on in the season, but, hey, if you're doing well in your Supercoach competition and you just need that little bit of edge, it's not too late because it could just be the difference, and we're seeing it over and over uh, with the predictor just giving very useful information indeed. So go to either the Google Play Store if you have an Android phone or the App Store if you own an iPhone or an iPad, and you can download or simply follow the links www.supercatchpros.com and get the app there if you don't already have it. Um, let's get straight into well, we'll get straight into tweets and Facebook messages, Pete. Um, I should just say, as one of the precursors to this, because we're talking a bit about pods and keepers and whatnot for the run home. Is there any Origin players that you're looking at? coming off the back of Origin now that are going to be good pickups that may at least begin as a, as a pod but end up being a keeper for the whole um, rest of the season? Well, thank you for dropping that question on me, first of all, Paul. Um, not, one of the, not one of the easiest questions to answer. Um, oh, oh, oh. Gee, let me think. Let me think. I don't know. I, I really like uh, Josh Adokar, actually. I think that um, if you haven't already got him, that he's, he's someone certainly to think about. Well, Centre and wing is such a tough, tough position as well. So if you can hit on a couple mm. of those guys, it could make a, it could be the real pods, couldn't it, for this year? Absolutely. Um, and you know that Melbourne are going to be there or thereabouts. They're in great Nick Smith is... Uh, like that game on Friday, on Thursday night against the Dragons, he was, it was a 10 out of 10. 
ten performance. They're, it doesn't matter whether all the stars are there or not, and they're just outstanding. So he's going to get plenty of opportunities, and he's got speed to burn, as you know. And uh, yeah, I think he's a, he's a good one. He's not. He wasn't one of the wingers to stand out at the beginning of the year. You know, we talk about blokes like Kotrick, but um, but Adai Carr is. I think he's a he's a good one for, for Supercoach for sure. Yeah, I really, I really like Jai Arrow. I just feel that over the years oh, when he was yeah. coming through the ranks that um, you know, people compared him to Corey Parker with his work rate. We all know how great Parker was for Supercoach. Um, people were, were picking Arrow you know, on that reputational potential um, in the years gone by to start the season. Um, he's finally got his opportunity at Gold Coast. He's playing the minutes. He's been you know, promoted to origin level. I think coming off the back of, of playing in that competition, he's now going to start in Game 3. It's just going from strength to strength. I think he's going to bring all that back to Gold Coast. We've already seen him. I think he put up over 100 against the Tigers the week before last. So, uh, uh, Great pick forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do they miss him on Sunday? Yeah, exactly. And that's the difference, you know, when you see without him and Wallace and you see them when they're in the side along with Ryan James how different the Titans are as I line up so I'd have Jairo as my number one trading target and then I'd be looking at some of these other other guys maybe a bit cheaper that we can get into um, as we go through those tweets so we'll start with Rocco he wants to trade out to Vita Pangai Jr. to a pod thinking Papali or Brown do we have any suggestions he is a head-to-head player so he's more looking at I guess getting a, a good point of difference to his opponents. Um, Pete, in years gone by, you'd always say Papali and Brown, but at the moment, I think mm. Pangai is out doing both of them. The fear, of course, for Pangai is just not getting those opportunities because he either playing on an edge, which can be a bit more hit and miss, or as he is this week, starting at least initially, starting on the bench, although Wayne Bennett has been known to make last-minute changes in the past, as soon as last week, where Pangai was named on the bench and played as a starter. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Bennett is renowned for that, so it is a, it is a very tricky one. Um, like Papali's been hasn't been anywhere near as good this year. Like early in the season, you know, he wasn't even in first grade. He got dropped there for a game or two. But, but just looking at his recent stats, he's he's been pretty good. Uh, the last three rounds, he's averaged seventy nine three. Not as good as our mate Arrow that we we're just talking about. Um, but he could be a viable option there. But yeah, Pengai Junior is a pretty hard one to beat. Raiders, I think I'll be looking at a few different Raiders players because I just feel like even though, you know, the word out, oh, they've got a tough draw and all of that, I think super coach wise there's some good matchups still to, for them to exploit. And the reality is someone's going to make a run from that bottom half. I don't think it's going to be Gold Coast or the Tigers, which pretty much only leaves the Raiders as anyone that, you know, the Warriors are sort of really wobbly right now. And I think, I think there could be a, a bit of a a shining light for a team to make a run from, from the bottom half. So, you know, if you look at that game script or that you know, end-of-season script of the Raiders making a run, then some guys have got to get them there, and Josh Papali would be a key influencer if that was to occur. Um, we're going to move on to Paul Camino's tweet, but the other guy would obviously be who we're about to talk to, and that's Nelson Asofa Solomona. He says, well done re-big Nelson as a pod. 89 points and, we'll ho- points and we'll hopefully go on with it moving forward. So Rocco, that could be a guy who could bring in. Yes, he's gone up, I think, a 50 grand from the, from last week, but still he's due to go up more, so you could still get him now without too much of a cost. He's still under 500. Um, hopefully Jerome Hughes is named for the Storm, thinking he may be worth a go as well. Your thoughts, Paul? I'm a 
big Jerome Hughes fan, have been for a couple of seasons. We've seen how well he does any time he gets to play at fullback. He's been named in the halves. My concern is that he's not really a halfback. I'm wondering, Pete, whether you know Bellamy's rewarding Hughes for his continuing good performances because he seems to get named either at 17 or, in this case, in 7. But when it comes time kickoff, he's either not playing at all or certainly not in that position. He's only had a game at halfback once against the Roosters and Melbourne looked terrible. Munster took over the running of the team and it just wasn't his go. Um, he had his worst game for the year. Yeah, he's obviously a fullback, isn't he? I think that Jackson and Croft are the ones there that to, to look in. Yeah. The, to, and they're the both, they're both named as thing. reserves. So one of them, one or both could easily come in there. Exactly. Um, like Hughes is a fantastic fullback. I See how keep an eye on how Billy Slater pulls up after mm. the Origin tomorrow night. Mm. That's the obvious the obvious answer. Um, and with with this round, you know, like Billy's not getting any younger as we know. He's had some injury concerns himself. Uh, they've got a massive game on Saturday afternoon against Manly at Brookvale, and I'm sure he, Slater wants to be there for that. But I don't know. I, just keep an eye on the Origin game. If Hughes is, is named named in there um, and Slater's not crucial things slate is not then I'd pick Hughes. He was once again outstanding on Thursday evening. A very strong run and very quick. Um, Melbourne are in safe hands for future. Yeah. yeah. If, as long as he can get a go, he's, he's great value. Eels Forever says, hey fellas, um, with, with the centre and winger position being an inconsistent lottery this year, who would you pick up based on upcoming matchups? Uh, Josh Adokar, Alex Johnston, Blake Ferguson or Isan Masters. He already has Aitken, Mitchell, Hopawati and Ryan Madison. Well, even though Madison's been named on an extended bench for the Roosters, he's probably not going to play. We know that, you know, at this stage, he's, he's being nursed along quite slowly. Um, Pete, I know you've already said you're a big Addo Car fan. I'm a big Isan Masters fan, a little bit biased, I guess. Oh, no, he's, he's a tiger. Oh, yeah, oh, He's, that's the thing with Masters is that he's kicking the goals as well. Um, but I've got to say, some good matchups for both Johnston and Ferguson coming up. Ferguson's had some big games and pretty much being snubbed for New South Wales. He's really taken it to heart and he's been playing at a very high level. Um, I don't know if you could go wrong with any of those four at, that, at this point. They're pretty much the next four. The guy I would uh, ask, and I'll loop in the next question here from Daniel Capasso, another centre and winger question. He says, are there any other centre and wingers um, than Masters that you feel we could lock in for the run home? The rest of my team is set. But the way things are looking at centre and winger that could make it or break it from here, and that's Jared Croker. We've already talked about um, Raiders, and certainly it's fine if you don't agree with me that the Raiders are going to go on a run because the way they've played, their lack of consistent form I totally get it, but just that's my personal uh, opinion is that I do think Canberra will make the 8 and um, I'll, I'll do it on the back of some points scoring and any time the Raiders score points, Jared Croker's there or thereabouts he's kicking the goals, he's often scoring the tries and making breaks putting up lots of super coach points just like he did on the weekend, so um, that's pretty much who I'm, I'm looking at. And I know Pete saying Josh had a car. Any other guys um, that you've got there for, to help Daniel, um, Pete? Well, I was thinking just a little bit outside the ones that he's mentioned. Um, and I suppose you can call me biased now is, uh, is Tim Lafay. 
his last three round average mm. has been 59-3, um, 450,000 a month. We know the Dragons got a pretty favourable draw on the way home. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's a potential top five super yeah. catch performer when, when the ball goes out to him enough we've seen in past years. Yeah, listen, he's got a high score this year of 119 and also admittedly a lower score of 16, which is a bit of a worry. But, um, but yeah, he's been pretty consistent lately, so I, I think he just is a little smoky there from outside the group that we've spoken about. And, and the reality is with Sinner and Winger, they're all massive, massive um, differences between their highs and lows, the, the ceilings and the floors, and that's just the way it is, especially this season without a lot of 2RF options playing there, Ryan Madison, the one that you could count on where you can't count on because of the, the, the continual concussions. Um, so essentially you, you're going to need to take your lumps with some of these guys. Look, if you own the predictor, use that and have them on your bench the days they're going to go low. Yeah, it could be a bit of an AE nightmare if you're trying to VC loophole it, but it could be it could be a worse nightmare if they're in your lineup getting that score than, you know, on your bench. So... Yeah, Lafayette, another good option. Um, and you're right, it probably is for a lot of the head to head guys, um, guys and girls out there, head to head, center winger could be the difference between you winning the comp and, and getting knocked out in the first round or second round of semis. Rob Elkington asks I have Munster and Walker at 5'8, Turbo, Turbo and Teddy at fullback. Is it worth thinking about the MILF, who of course can only play that one position, Pete? Um, if he is thinking MILF, then who's he going to get rid of? Because that's a pretty awesome foursome um, there at 5'8 and fullback. Um, listen, I yeah, I don't know what the, the fuss is about MILF, to be quite honest. Um, I He was very good there, as I said, on the show a couple of, years, a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, um, like He scored 62 the other day against um, the Titans, where they, they won 30-0. You know, you'd expect him to get a bit more than yeah, and that, and that was a great matchup. That was a potential 90. Yeah, like, we've yeah. seen other halves put on, yeah. you know, big, big yeah. scores. Absolutely. You know, like, you know, others, as you say, like, including Whip, I think, and Walker have absolutely smashed them up there. Mm. Um, so, no, I would, in, in a word, no, I wouldn't be um, bringing in Milford for any of those. Yeah. I, I just love those four players, Rob. I don't mm. think you need to make a trade at this point. Yeah. Head to head, you want to have point of differences, but you don't want to be giving up points to opponents that own these players, and you've let them go, and it's cost you a trade in letting them go. Don't um, want a negative point of difference, James. Yeah, that's what it is. And especially like Tedesco, great matchup this week. You know, Munster mm-hmm. was so disappointing against the Roosters. He's going to bounce back. Cody Walker's just. Um, going from strength to strength. Again, running at that right side Bulldogs defence. Are you kidding me? I mean, Blake Austin came on for 14 minutes and went nutso playing on the left half. That's what, that's, that's where Cody Walker will be this weekend for, for 80. So, yeah, no, don't get rid of these guys this week. Unless someone goes down in origin and touch wood, you know, those three guys you own don't. But that would be the only way you would get rid of one of them this round is if, yeah, they were essentially out for the season. Tipsy McStagger asks, thinking of cashing out on Ryan James because, as we saw on the weekend, he's only good if he's eating a meat pie every week. Give me an argument both for and against, please. Well, I'll, I'm happy to play devil's advocate, Pete. So we, what do you want to... Are you for Ryan James or against? And I'll, regardless of what I actually think, I'll play the devil's advocate to that. I 
I'm for him. I think he's been a great nick this year. Um, bad game last week. First to admit that. Um, in the build-up to Origin, though, he was outstanding. He was getting some really decent scores. So, no, I think you've got to forgive him last week, uh, personally, and I would be keeping him. I think that now we said, as you say earlier in the show, that we've had... Um, I'm sorry, that the Titans players, uh, Jay, Jai Arrow, um, he's coming back into the side, plus Jared Wallace. So that will help. I think that will help Ryan James no end. Uh, um, and I think that uh, he's, I think you'll find that his scores will go back up as well. Well, I will say this about Gold Coast and, you know, with these other guys coming back in, Arrow and, and Wallace, and um, the fact that maybe they're going to... They've had that big loss last week. Maybe they're sort of going to spiral out of control. They play a very tough Roosters team this week. That maybe, just maybe, those big scores aren't going to be in the offing and there's some low floors there too on the weeks they do pull an egg, pull out an egg like they did against the Broncos on Sunday. Um, in that instance, you would say that Ryan James could end up being a bit overrated and if you cash out now, you know, especially in a head-to-head, you might have a good pot. Unfortunately, I don't believe my own words, Tipsy. I actually agree with Pete, but you wanted the for and against and that would probably be you, you know, you're projecting if things went negatively for the Gold Coast, and they would have to, because the reality is with a guy like Ryan James, he will thrive when Wallace and Arrow come back into the team. When it was all on him, it's a lot harder. It can be easily shut down. That won't happen with those other guys there. So I'd expect him to bounce straight back this weekend. Um, and pretty much, you know, regardless, I mean, if Gold Coast have got a good record against the Roosters, you know, give them an opportunity... You just never know. If they can still... I know that mathematically it looks almost gone, but you just never know. They can pull off a, an, an unlikely victory this weekend and they've got something to play for. That's the key at this time of year, that the teams have something to play for. They don't have to make the eight to be relevant, but what we're worried about are teams that are in the hunt and start dropping out. So teams like the West Tigers, I know we talked about Eastern Masters earlier, there's a danger there in another couple of weeks, another couple of losses. They've been in you know, in the eight for much of the season. They start dropping out, and the next thing you know, well, they're mathematically unable to make it. That's when you've really got to jump off the bandwagon if you own any of those guys. Um, for, for teams like the Bulldogs in reverse, they can actually come good at this time of year when they've been out of it, but then they get on a, a bit of a run because they... You know, they find something positive. They make a few changes. Some of these young players, like Martin, we've already seen, but Lachlan Lewis, Jeremy Marshall, King as well, have some upside um, any given week because they the dogs might have a bit more to play for actually at the end of the season. Whereas most of the year they've been absolute duds. I don't think we'll see that from the Eels, but they're another team potentially that could could do that in the final few rounds. They suddenly get a few wins together, and some of their guys become super coach relevant. The Titans need to stay in that hunt otherwise they become a team maybe like the Tigers, they start to really drop out where they've been in and around it um, for the year and yeah, Ryan James doesn't become as uh, as valuable as he's looked over the last month Adam Robertson asks trade for feeder to Sergis or hold um, seems like a little sideways for my liking Pete yeah. But Sam Burgess, obviously a top a top line play, probably want to get in somehow. 
Yeah, I'd probably rate, I think I'd rate Sam a little bit better than, I haven't got the stats right in front of me, but I'd rate Sam a little bit higher than Fafita. Fafita's been very good, as we say. Uh, Sam is more likely. Um, Andrew Fafita has been, we've spoken very highly about him on this show at times, but he doesn't quite play the 80 as often as Sam does. Um, Sam will be very determined against the Bulldogs this week after his uh, little spat with Josh Morris earlier this, this year. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It is a little bit sideways. I'd probably be slightly be inclined to Sam, uh, all other things being equal, but, gee, you're not losing with either of them. Fafita has a better average at the moment this time of year. Um, mm. Sam does play both positions. That helps. Uh, yeah, I would, right. I'd be looking to upgrade somewhere else or make two trades where you're getting a cheapie in one position and Sam in the other um, rather than yeah. lose your keepers. At this time of year, you really... I mean, I know some people say always keep your keepers, but certainly at this time of year, you don't want to be trading out keepers. Sideline asks, sell or hold Tahu Harris? Uh, this is a tough one. Um, we've seen with Ryan Madison how that can go against you trying to hold on to him, Nathan Brown, earlier in the year. There's been a few that we've sort of held and held and held hasn't really worked out. Um, Tahu Harris in that prime position too, Pete, only plays 2RF pretty much. That's where you've got all your gun super coach players. It's going to be hard to, to hold him with that much cash. It is. Um, he, he has been one of the one of the guns for the Warriors this year, though. And yeah, they've missed him. He's, he's been rock solid super coach wise actually. So, yeah, I'd be tending... Uh, you know, if you can hang on to it, can, but, you know, maybe, yeah, I'd, I'd be, I'm a, a little bit of a fan, so I'd be tempted to, very much tempted to keep him if you possibly can. Yeah, I'm, look, I, I'm probably in the opposite. Um, I'm probably thinking, get someone in while you can, you never know with him. And I'm also worried for the Warriors, the fact that he's not in, because he's really been a key difference to them this season, having him in the side. They've looked so much better. The fact that that they got pumped last week and he wasn't playing, I think, is no coincidence. Um, under the radar, asked Jerome Hughes looks hot. He's named to start and he's ahead of Riley Jacks now. Question mark, exclamation mark. Um, we did talk a bit about Hughes there with Paul Camino's question. Um, my concern with Hughes is the obvious one with Craig Bellamy. He loves to tinker with the lineups an hour before kickoff. That's why you have to follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros because we'll tweet out his actual lineup. Um, I'm just worried that unless Slater's out, Pete, he, he, Jax will end up starting and Hughes will end up, might not even be in the 17, despite how well he went last week. I agree with you. Um, round one super coach next year, I'd be jumping all over Jerome Hughes because, you know, this might be Billy's last year. But um, I would suggest that, yeah, as you say, the concern is not the quality of the player or if he's out there, points per minute sort of thing, but the number of minutes is going to be. Yeah, that's your problem. Yeah, I can only agree. All right, that bet does it for the show. Um, Pete, thank you very much. Uh, as always, uh, a little bit quicker again this week, but we'll be back to regular uh, programming um, basically from next week. That's all good. And New South Wales to win tomorrow night in a very close game. What's your predicted uh, score? Ooh, I'll go with a oh, traditional score, 18-12, 18-14, something like that. Yeah, I, I've tipped Queensland all the way. Um, 
So I probably should get off, shouldn't I? And then they'll probably win. Uh, let's stay on them, and then maybe New South Wales will get the clean streak. But sweet, we'll say eighteen fourteen as well. No. <laughs> the other way. Um, all right, mate. Um, thank you again. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Of course, I am Paul Grzadka. Make sure you download that app if you haven't already. Go to via our website, www.supercoachpros.com, and we'll talk to you all again next Tuesday. Bye for now. Thank you.